Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Joining me now here on PM Tampa Bay, I have Spectrum Bay News 9 meteorologist Nick Marianos to talk about his recent piece involving what would happen if the hurricane of 1921 hit the Tampa Bay area today. You can read it at baynews9.com. Nick, thanks so much for taking a few minutes to talk to us about this. And, and first of all, since this happened 100 years ago, I think it's safe to say mm-hmm. most listeners weren't around for it. So... How bad was the 1921 hurricane, and where exactly did it hit? Yeah, first of all, thanks for having me on. And uh, a long time ago, it was, you know, for 1921 standards, it was pretty bad. Uh, it made landfall, uh, believed to be a Category 3 hurricane right over Tarpon Springs, the Newport Ritchie area. So the, uh, the center of the storm did not go right into Tampa itself. It was just north. But that is a worst-case scenario for Tampa Bay because it gives you, on the southern side of that circulation, the greatest winds in Tampa, the greatest storm surge in Tampa. So, uh, really, it did cause a significant amount of damage all across Tampa Bay. And we actually have some pictures from the aftermath of that storm, and, and you have a number of them in your piece on all of this, and you can really get a sense as to how much damage there was. There was a lot of destruction uh, for a Category 3 storm. That's right. You know, I was looking at these images from back in 1921. You know, of course, they're black and white photos. But one of them that stands out the most to me uh, that caused me to kind of go ahead and write this piece was the piece that was right there in Channel Side. And you can see a lot of the uh, debris and the lumber kind of twisted and, and washed up. And that was associated with the storm surge. And it was a pretty impressive storm surge that came in 1921. And when it comes out, when the storm surge goes back out into the bay, you, you know, it just leaves that path of destruction right there left behind. So back in, in that storm, back in 1921, what happened was a, uh, a storm surge came right up into Tampa Bay because of the strong wind. And the storm surge in downtown Tampa was believed to have been about 10 and a half feet. Now wow. imagine that. Ten and a half feet, and you think about what has been built up since then. The uh, images that we're seeing that I see here uh, back in 1921 were right right around where the uh, you know where the cruise ships park today, right there in Channel Side, yeah. Gunnison Channel, the Garrison Channel, also. So now we have about that surge. Then it hasn't happened since then. So if we have that again today, you have the infrastructure that built up a lot of those buildings. Channel Side really much has built up. You have Tampa General Hospital nearby, which is the only level one trauma center in Florida's West Coast. The next, the, the closest level one trauma center is about 100 miles away. It's out toward Orlando on the eastern side of that. So it's a good distance. And that level one trauma center sits in the flood zone. You have Peter Knight Airport on Davis Island that sits in the flood zone. Parts of Tampa International sits in the, in the flood zone that would flood with a storm surge like this. Uh, of ten and a half feet, uh, even out towards St. Petersburg, uh, Albert Whitted Airport, and then further north into North St. Pete, the uh, St. Pete Clearwater Airport. So you think about the biggest, our, you know, our infrastructure, travel infrastructure necessities. All of these are in the uh, in that storm surge zone that happened in 1921. 
And uh, when you go back and, and you look at, you know, look at the numbers, look at the data, uh, it's just, it's just pretty impressive. You know, if you go down on, on, on Bayshore and you, you look at the buildings there, you have several story buildings and a 10 and a half foot storm surge would put the water level to about the second story balcony. Right. So it gives you a good, a good visual of what would take place, not to mention the waves on top of that. Uh, you know, if we were to get a hurricane like that today, what's fresh in everyone's mind is what happened last year, right? With tropical storm Ada. Um, and the, that tropical storm also took a path. The center of the storm went just north of Tampa, but we were still on the, uh, on the side that favored the greatest storm surge with that. And it did flood parts of Bayshore. We had parts of, uh, uh, of Pinellas County right there along the, uh, along the beaches that faced uh, a storm surge of about three to four feet. Um, and we had a couple of bridges that were shut down too. And that was just from a tropical storm that happened to take that perfect path, the angler path right there along the bay. It wasn't a hurricane, and um, you know we saw the flooding with Tropical Storm Ada. Uh, I mean, it's just it's just hard to believe what would happen if we did have an you know storm like this a hundred years later today. One of the biggest differences from 1921 to today here in 2021 is the population, and the population has grown by about three million people right here in Tampa Bay. I'm joined by Nick Mariano, Spectrum Bay News 9 meteorologist who wrote a piece, What Would Happen If the Hurricane of 1921 Hit Tampa Today? You can read it and see these pictures that we're talking about at baynews9.com. So just following up on what you were saying about Ada, that storm surge about three and a half feet. I mean, there's some pictures, you know, even downtown Tampa had uh, some flooding. These recent close calls like Ada, like Irma, what did they tell us about our preparedness when it comes to a major hurricane hitting the region? You know, we've seen what happens in other cities with major hurricanes. Uh, in terms of our area here, you know, the uh, evacuations will be, uh, we've seen evacuations before with recent storms. Irma could have been a very bad hurricane in yeah. Tampa Bay, especially with storm surge. Tampa lucked out because, um, you know, I mentioned the, uh, the path of the storm, right? But 1921, the center of the storm, made landfall north of Tampa Bay, out toward Newport Ritchie, coming in up from the southwest, moving northeast. So that gives Tampa Bay the uh, greatest potential for storm surge. Irma, on the other hand, was south of us. So we had an offshore wind. Right. And you remember what happened then? It kind of pushed all the water out of the bay. And parts of uh, Tampa Bay was actually exposed. And uh, so it was a very opposite scenario. We were very lucky with Irma, but uh, it just goes to show how vulnerable we really are. What are some of the dynamics that would need to be in place to lead to a direct hit? Because obviously it would be a very rare event. This hasn't happened in a in hundred years. Right. And you, you know, the, the frequency uh, level here is about every 100 to 150 years. Uh, not that that's exact, but you know, we're getting into that window here. So, I mean, it may not happen in the next 10 years. It may not happen for another 50 years, but it's probably going to happen again at some point. If not directly in Tampa Bay, it could be pretty close to Tampa Bay. And the time frame, you know, where we're most acceptable at this, you go back, you look at climatology. And October is about, is re really Tampa's uh, most prone month to have a, a direct hit from a hurricane. Why is that? Well, you think about where storms begin to originate, some of the uh, climatological hotspots. And the Western Caribbean in October is a hotspot for these storms to form. And in October, in Tampa Bay, you have to look at those Caribbean storms very carefully because 
once they form and they start tracking north, oftentimes you get cold fronts at this point that make the way further down to the southeast. Mm. In October, you, really, you, you don't really see hurricanes making landfall in Texas, right? Uh, you know, as the season gets later and later, you start seeing the storms uh, make landfall a bit further east and more east. And that's because you start getting those fronts coming in with the, uh, you know, as the colder season kicks in the gear across the northern part of the country. So uh, as the storms and the, as those hurricanes begin to form in the Caribbean, they track north in October, if they start curving to the north and northeast along a front or along, in other words, along an upper level trough too, it can kind of slingshot those storms and bring them right up here into Florida's west coast. So October in Tampa Bay is our most prone month to have a direct hit from a hurricane like this. I'm joined by Nick Marianos, Spectrum Bay News 9 meteorologist who wrote a piece, What Would Happen If the Hurricane of 1921 Hit Tampa Today? The most vulnerable areas, you mentioned obviously parts of downtown, the Channel Side area, all of that. And then is is it basically those areas that are right along the water? I think a lot of people would, would think of the coastline and all of that, but are there some other parts of the Tampa Bay region that – People might not suspect being in a pretty dangerous area if a major hurricane were to hit, but they, in reality, are. Yeah, you know, you look at, uh, for instance, some of the uh, rivers and tributaries. You get the Manatee River. You have a storm surge coming into those. You can, it can back up and cause inland flooding by uh, 10 or 15 miles inland. So things like, you know, things like that are something to keep in mind. Um Working here with the uh, Bay News 9 team and with our meteorologists, you know, amongst all of them, have had a lot of experience. And I've learned a lot from them. And one thing our chief meteorologist says quite often when he gives talks and also talks about these scenarios is, uh, you know, you, you, uh, you, run from, you run from the water, oh, yeah. you hide from the wind. Mike has been on this water. show talking about that. <laughs> oh, has he? Yes. Yeah, and, that, and he brings it up a lot. And it's true. Yeah. Um, when, I was, when I was writing this piece, you know, so one of the things I looked at was the topography map of Tampa Bay and Pinellas County. And I was comparing that with the evacuation zones, zone A, B, C, D. And there's a reason why those evacuation zones exist. And a lot of that has to do with the, with the uh, height above sea level. And there's a, there's a section near uh, just not too far away from downtown St. Petersburg, from uh, just outside of downtown to the north a little bit out toward Pinellas Park. It's, it's elevated. It's an island, and it's not in an evacuation zone. It's because it sits high enough that it won't flood, mm. given a major hurricane. So and that, that goes to show you hide from the wind, yeah. but you're not in the evacuation zone, so you don't need to run from the water. Um, even out toward Bel Air, um, Bel Air Beach, Reddington Beach, uh, even out toward Clearwater Beach, just inland, the elevation goes up quite a bit. So once you get off those barrier islands, you don't have to go that far to escape the, uh, the coastal flooding and the storm surge. Now, having said that, there is uh, a part of Pinellas County that would, uh, that would completely flood from the bay backing up and flowing over the county back into the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, wow. So if we had a hurricane like 1921 happen again and a surge like 1921 happen again, the water would back up into the bay if we, again, I mean, again, we're assuming the dynamics are the same here with the storm pass and the storm strength. The water would back up into the bay, and um, if you keep adding water into the bay, well, it has to go somewhere. Yeah, and it has to go the path of least resistance, which is going to be your low-lying areas. So, 
when you look at the topography map, you'll notice that there is a bayou that cuts across near um, near the near Feather Sound out towards the St. Petersburg Clearwater Airport, and it cuts across Pinellas County back out into the Gulf of Mexico. So the bay would slosh over along the bayou and flood areas along that. And if this happens, and it happened in 1921, we believe, it would essentially split parts of Pinellas County into an island. Well, let's hope that doesn't happen. (laughs) Let's hope that doesn't happen. Fingers crossed. Final question for you, Nick. And again, thank you so much Mm -hmm. for the time. Because we've had some of these recent uh, misses, near misses, whether it's Irma, wasn't quite as bad as everybody was thinking it was going to be. Ada wound up being a tropical storm. Is there a concern among those in your field that if a major storm was threatening the Tampa Bay area, that people maybe wouldn't take it as seriously as they should? Yes. Um, you know, you see that a lot, not just in Tampa Bay, but a lot of, across a lot of other areas too, because, uh, you know, it's not an exact science, right? Mm-hmm. You always prepare for the worst and hope for the best. So when, when storms like this do threaten the area, it's always better to be safe than sorry. And another, you know, when you think about a hurricane making landfall and a storm like this, the strongest part of the storm, say a category two or three hurricane is right there in the, uh, in the center of the storm around the eye. You don't have to, you know, you go just outside the eye, Bay, about, 20, 30 miles, you may not be experiencing a hurricane. You may be experiencing a tropical storm. So when some people say, oh, I went through, name this hurricane, well, then you ask, how far away were you from the center? Did it go right over you? Or were you about 40, 50 miles out? Mm-hmm. You may have not actually gone through a hurricane. In some of their minds, it could have been. Um, so, you know, it, it is, it's, it's definitely a growing concern, um, especially here in Tampa Bay, where, where it has been so long since we've had a storm. And I think our Storm surge and flooding potential is the biggest, but the good thing we have for us, though, we're not below sea level. So when the storm makes landfall and passes by, that water would drain out, unlike New Orleans or unlike Houston, where it just sits there for days after the storm. So we have that good thing for us. Nick Marianos, Spectrum Bay News 9 meteorologist who wrote a piece, What Would Happen If the Hurricane of 1921 Hit Tampa Today? It really is a must-read, a fascinating piece with some great pictures, too, of that 1921 hurricane. You can find it at baynews9.com. Nick, really appreciate the time and insight. Thanks so much for coming on. Sure thing. Thank you for having me. All right, coming up next, I, I got to spend a couple of minutes on this Britney Spears story. She spoke before a judge yesterday about ending her conservatorship and some of what she had to say, just shocking. We're going to talk to an editor at OK Magazine about that in just a moment. Hang on. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 